Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back to another episode of Inside Dove. Round 7 is done and dusted. It is in the books, and I'm going to go through it with you. Friday night footy, we had West Coast versus Richmond, a very, very bad uh, West Coast outfit, getting absolutely pumped by Richmond, uh, losing by 109 points. Tom Lynch finally put a big game together. He had 146 fantasy points, uh, booting seven goals, five, having 19 disposals. And to be honest, he could have kicked oh, at least 12 goals, at least 12. He had 14 marks, which is unbelievable. Uh, Josh Kennedy at the other end booted four goals and one of the only uh, outstanding players, you would say, as far as West Coast went. And he did kick his 700th career goal in the AFL, which is actually an amazing achievement. So well done to you, Josh Kennedy. But the Tigers with so many more role players, like even if we look at goals, we have Jack Rewalt that kicked four, Shy Bolden kicked three goals too, had 30 disposals, which he was unbelievable. Uh, Camden McIntosh kicked three, Rioli kicked three, Castagna kicked two, uh, Dion Prestia kicked one. They're just, there's so many mouths to feed at Richmond. Um, I feel like they haven't been able to put it together the last few weeks, or they've been hit and miss, one-on-one one off, but they did such a good job on the weekend and absolutely pants what is a very underdone West Coast side. Uh, Jaden Short finished the game with a high of 31 disposals and 27 kicks, which is unbelievable. But yeah, Shai Bolton, um, apart from uh, Tom Lynch, I think that he was probably best on ground, having 30 disposals, kicking three goals too. He's so electric. He's so good to watch. He would be almost impossible to man up on. Um, but yeah, Richmond, as you thought, they would go over there and get the job done. West Coast are... I think they've had 42 players so far play this year, which is ridiculous. You're not going to win too many games in the AFL when you're rolling through that that many amount of players. The first game on the weekend for Saturday, uh, Geelong versus Fremantle. Now, there's two games you're probably going to circle on the Round 7 calendar uh, for last week. That would have been Geelong and Freo and the Swans versus Brisbane. And I'll tell you what, this game... Bit different to a absolute shootout blockbuster, but I'll tell you what, it was so good to sit down and watch it. Uh, the Cats got out of the blocks very quickly. Hawkins kicked two goals early, uh, and you thought that the Cats were probably going to have their way with uh, Freo as they don't lose too many games at home. But Freo started to claw their way back into the game, uh, kicking the next few goals, and it really started to even out. Uh, what we've seen Freo do over the first few weeks um, is when they get the ball, they tend to mark the ball a lot, chip around the ground, and then they tend to go once they get past halfway. But their marks were so far down compared to all the other weeks. They just got the ball, and they absolutely went. The way they cover the ground uh, defensively is so good to watch. They just get across in numbers, and they just absolutely smash sides. But yeah, in what was such a good game to watch, uh, the Freo end up getting the job done by three points. A little bit of a scare at the very end for Freo fans as... The Cats really started to claw back late, but great win on the road. Uh, there's not too many harder games that you will play each year than Geelong away. Before I go on to the best uh, players for Fremantle, uh, I just have to make a big mention here of Tom Stewart. He had 40 disposals from the back line. He had 157 fantasy points. That's the equivalent of a midfielder having 60 disposals. 
having 40 disposals from halfback, pretty much fullback, because he was taking a lot of the kickouts, is absolutely unheard of. He's a fucking star. He's so good, Tom Stewart. Every time you see him play, uh, even in that grand final loss against Richmond, he was one of the big standouts in that game. He's just so poised, uh, rarely makes a mistake, comes off his man when he has to, spoils the ball. Um, no, he was, he was terrific. Uh, for Freo, Blake Akers had his big breakout game, having 27 disposals and a goal. Uh, Sarong had another 25 disposals, and An- uh, Andrew Brayshaw, almost had Angus then, Andrew Brayshaw had uh, another 28 disposals, who was awesome. Freo will take a lot out of that game. Uh, the fact that when you pretty much consider arguably three of your most important players are still out, you had Sean Darcy out, Nat Five still out, and obviously Matt Taberner didn't play in this game as well. You feel if those three come back in the side, they'll really start to get rolling. So exciting times if you are a Freo fan. Uh, Geelong, disappointing not to get that win at home. The other Saturday afternoon game, Adelaide versus uh, GWS, and I did not expect this, nor did all the fans that went out to Adelaide to go watch their team that have been playing pretty well get absolutely fucking pants. They got done by 59 points. The Giants just haven't been able to win it in the middle, but they absolutely smashed the Crows on the weekend. Uh, Josh Kelly finishing the game with 41 disposals. Cummings with 33. Uh, Aish had 24. Tom Green had 24. Taranto had 23. Callum Ward, death taxes, 20 touches. or oh, he had 21. And But just by far the most influential player, as soon as he comes back in the side, is Toby Green. They look like a completely different side when he's in the team. Uh, finished the game with 17 disposals, and he kicked four goals one. As soon as they go up forward when he's there, he looks electric. Seems to take a lot of the load off a lot of the other guys. But the way that GWS were able to run the footy around and get a lot of people involved, especially up forward where they've really struggled, as I said, Toby Green finished the game with four goals. Jesse Hogan kicking three goals, three. Uh, Cornelio kicked three goals, and also Lockie Whitfield came up the forward 50 part of the ground and kicked three goals and finished the game with 19 touches. Just a very disappointing game from the Crows. Uh, Laird had his 35 disposals. Ben Keyes had his 27. Still having a good season. Uh, Matty Crouch had 24. But apart from that, there wasn't too many other big contributors on the day um, that you would have thought from Adelaide. The uh, Saturday Twilight, I guess you'd say, so the 4.35 game at the MCG, Melbourne versus Hawthorne. As you'd imagine, you'd think that the Ds would get up, which they did, but Jesus, the Hawks gave it a good crack, only, uh, only getting done in the end by 10 points. The Hawks, as they seem to do over the few, first few games so far this year, get off to a, such a good start. I think they booted the first three or four goals, and then really made Melbourne uh, defend, made them start to get into their own rhythm of the game. And then once they did, uh, Melbourne really started to get a roll on. Obviously, a lot of midfielders are a lot easier to come by as there are so many of them. They say it's so hard to find a really good forward or defender, but I'll tell you what, there is not another Ruckman that is on the level that Max Gorn is. He finished the game with 149 fantasy points. He kicked two goals. I think he's almost kicked a goal every game this year. And he had 29 disposals, 35 hitouts. There is no one that is on his level, on his radar in the AFL. What he does as a ruckman and the value that he brings to that team, he's out of this world crazy. Amazing. When Melbourne are down, they just really rely on those main guys just to do all the grunt work. 
which they end up getting the job done. Clayton Oliver had another 33 disposals. Petrarca had 30. Uh, Angus Brayshaw had 26. Jack Viney had 23. Uh, Bowie had another 21 disposals. Stephen May, when you got these guys in the back line, he had 20 disposals. Jordan had 19. Rivers had 17. Harms had 16. You've got all these guys. doesn't matter what aspect or what part of the ground they are. They always seem to get themselves involved or they tend to get each other involved and as they show, it's they're never relying on one or two people. Every single part of the ground, everyone's so important for them to try and get that win. A standout for the Hawks, though, I thought Jacob Kaczynski. I thought he was really good. Uh, just had the 10 disposals, but he did kick four goals. Uh, it was a really good target for them all day up forward. Melbourne just continued to get the job done. Uh, their next three weeks are pretty comfortable as well. They've got St Kilda this week that you think they're going to get the job done at the G. Uh, then they've got West Coast away, and then they've got North Melbourne at home. Honestly, I can't see them losing a game anytime soon. Although after that, they do have Fremantle, which will be a good test, um, which which we'll obviously get to see where they really are. But at the moment, it's them in Brisbane that are head and shoulders above everyone else. And you believe that it's a two-horse race at this stage, and I can't see anyone beating them until further notice. Now, the next game was the worst game I've ever seen in my life. It was it's like playing with a bar of soap. St Kilda versus Port Adelaide. I had a mate that actually went up to there in Cairns. And I do not know why they ever let this happen again. 7.25 at Kazali Stadium. It was a fucking joke. I'll tell you what, if this was at Etihad, which I wish it was, St Kilda would have pumped Port Adelaide by about 40 points. And I could be really harsh and then really being able to get back into Ken Hinckley for him to be fired. This this win's just going to hold on to Ken Hinckley for another week. And I couldn't be more shattered about it. As I said before, Port Adelaide end up getting the job done. 43-42. to 42. The Saints end up kicking four goals, 18. You, are, you can't tell me that they would not have won if he was at Marvel. I'll tell you what, they, there is no chance they are kicking four goals, 18 at Marvel. They would have absolutely pumped Port. And I'm fucking shattered that they didn't. A very, very sloppy game. Uh, Sebros finished the game with 31. Steele had 27. Wines had 27. Ryan Burton had 25. But the most important, I had Travis Boak for 25 and he had 22. So I'll tell you what, if that was at Marvel, he bloody would have got that 25. And the Saturday Night Delight multi would have got up. So I, fuck, I'm shattered. I got two pretty tough games for both sides. Uh, coming into next game, so Port Adelaide are versing Western Bulldogs. Uh, the Bulldogs coming into that slightly favourite. That is on Friday night, which will be a very interesting game. And then, as I mentioned before, the Saints have Melbourne uh, at the G on Sunday at 1.10. Uh, Melbourne are playing that ground better than any side at the moment, almost like how Richmond were a few years ago. So, tough ask for both sides, and I'll tell you what, I'll be rooting that hard for the Dogs because Hank- Ken Hinckley, I'll tell you what, he's got to go. He has got to bloody go. Just having a quick look at the schedule going forward to round 11, last game of the round, 440. I'll tell you what, I've seen a few big blockbusters before. There's been Ali Frazier. There has been Stone Cold versus The Rock. 
but have you ever seen Ken Hinckley versus Ben Rutten in the Fire Me match? This will either be Ken Hinckley going through a table or Ben Rutten going into a casket, because I'll tell you what, someone is getting fired in this match. Round 11, I will be tuning in. This will be the last game of the round in what will be an absolute tire fire, an absolute letdown of a contest. Whatever team loses this should go back to state-level football because I'll tell you what, this is going to be garbage. And I'm going to tune in because a coach will get fired and I can't wait to see which one it is. I hope it's both. Now, the real Saturday night game was Carlton versus North Melbourne. The Blues end up getting the job done by 50 points. Uh, North have had the wood over the Blues, uh, winning six of the last seven contests. Uh, but look, just the way the Blues are going at the moment, you never really thought that we were going to lose this game uh, at home, especially under the lid uh, at Marvel. Another massive positive sign, the Blues have not had a positive third quarter uh, so far this season. Now we came out, we're only eight points up at halftime and then end up coming out and booting seven goals to two, really breaking the game open. And then after that, it was all cruise control. The big blues up forward, I'll tell you what, Mackay and Kerno, they only had seven goals between them. Uh, Kerno kicked four, Mackay, no, sorry, Mackay kicked four, Kerno kicked three, but they had 13 shots on goal between them. And fuck, I'll tell you what, they could have easily kicked eight. Um, they had a lot of really good looks, and they're look, starting to look really damaging up forward. Now, we do have Adelaide this week. Um, really positive sign in that is that we are playing at Marvel again, and I really think those two... Um, play really well there together. Uh, best players on the ground, Paddy Cripps, once again, Brownlow favourite. Uh, he collected another 35 disposals, kicked one goal too. Just would have been the icing on the cake if he kicked one of the other two little set shots that he had. So he missed out on them, but still 35-1. and one. You'll be taking that every day. Sam Doherty, once again, taking the absolute piss from the half-back line, uh, finishing the game with 33 disposals. Walsh, Mr. Consistent, had another 29-1. and one. Uh, you had Chera had 26-1. and one. Adam Sard, I thought, played his best game from the half-back line, uh, having 25 disposals and finishing the game with 470 metres gained. And also Matt Kennedy uh, finishing with 24 disposals. Cripps has been unbelievable. He's already on 15 Brownlow votes. He's, he's got five best ons, so that's 15. You know what? Cripps is going to finish the season. He's going to be the first player to ever have 50 Brownlow votes in a season. Incredible. I can't wait for it. On Brownlow night, when he comes out with a 50-piece, the winner of the 2022 Brownlow medal, Patrick Cripps, 50 votes. Incredible. As I said before, the Blues obviously having the top six disposal getters on the ground. As, as a team like North Melbourne, you are not going to win many games when your best player... Well, your most disposals on the ground is only finishing with 23 disposals. That was Bailey Scott. So well done to you, brother. You can hold your head high. You had 23 disposals for the game, but North just couldn't get their hands on it. Um, they're not a good side. Blues, 1 by 50. Would have loved 100, but fuck, you can't win them all by 100. Very, very excited to see what we do this week against Adelaide. We're playing at the 440 game at Marvel Stadium on Sunday, on Mother's Day. Uh, I think we roll them. I think we get the job done again. And I can't wait to see the Blues hype train start to get back up and about. Because I'll tell you what, I'm pretty bloody excited to see where the Blues will go this season. Collingwood versus the Gold Coast Suns at the MCG. 1-10 on Sunday afternoon. 
Uh, the Suns came out hot as. They kicked the first two goals, and then uh, the Pies end up piling on the next six to seven. The big tofu, Levi Clunkbolt, actually actually chimed in and actually hit the scoreboard, kicking four goals for, could have kicked a lot more, um, but it was actually good to see him as a Blues fan finally kick some snags. Uh, Chole chimed in with three, Nick Holman kicked two, uh, Ainsworth kicked two, but it just wasn't enough to get the job done against the Pies. Uh, they've just got not enough players influencing the game. The top two all, all so far this year for the Suns, every single week, they continue to get the job done. They do all the grunt work in the middle. That's Tuke Miller. He had 36 disposals and two goals, 140 fantasy points. Uh, and also Noah Anderson is having taken another big leap this year, uh, finishing the game with 32 disposals and 113 uh, fantasy points. The Pies were awesome around the ground, uh, getting a lot of their really good ball users uh, into the game. Lipinski had 30, um, had another really good game. Uh, Crisp had 28, Pendlebury had 25, Taylor Adams had 23. Um, and they just, the way that they're moving the ball is really exciting at times. I thought they were going to be garbage this year, to be honest, the Pies. I know they're only versing Gold Coast at the G, but they've got some promising signs. There's one player that, I'll tell you what, he, we call him the elite medium. So Brody Majacek. So the reason why we call him the elite medium is that he's not quite elite. But the next step down, if you look at all the medium rated players in the AFL, he would be the most elite out of the medium players. That is Brody Majacek. That is why we call him the elite medium. And he kicked another four goals. Tell you what, the fact that he's had to play the one and had to be the main forward at Collingwood is he's played absolutely out of his skin this year. So honestly, well done to you, Brody Majacek. The elite medium, like to be honest, in any other side, he should be a two or three. And the fact he's playing the one and absolutely dominating, taking the number one defender every single week, he's had he's well over what anyone would have expected for him to do. Um, so well done, the elite medium. I hope he keeps kicking snags because it's it's good to watch. Both teams with uh, not an easy matchup this week. The Pies versus Richmond, which will be a cracker at the MCG, especially if Dustin Martin comes back which I hope he does. Uh, that will be a good game. And then the Suns, it's not getting any easier for them. They go into the SCG where they verse a team that just come off a pretty bad loss um, in the Sydney Swans. They'll be wanting to bounce back this week and make a statement. Uh, Swans currently sitting in fifth position and they are going to want to finish the season within the top four. So look for them to have a big bounce back game. Tell you what, there's three things in life that I absolutely love. A really well-cooked steak, when you win a same-game multi, and seeing the Bombers absolutely shit the bed, which they did again this week, against the Bulldogs under the lid at Marvel Stadium. The Western Bulldogs getting the job done by 32 points, but never really looked like losing. Zach Merritt uh, is an absolute ball-getter. Uh, he had another 36 disposal. So did Darcy Parrish at 32. But is it enough for them to try and get them over the line. I know they have a lot of passengers in their side, which I'll touch on in a minute, but Caleb Daniels had his best game of the season, collecting 32 disposals. I think it's his first 30 disposal game for the season. Uh, Dunkley had 29. Uh, McRae had 28, which is a little bit low for his standards. Uh, Bailey Dale, 28. Bailey Smith, 26. Trelaw, uh, 22. Sorry, Liver had 24. Uh, Trelaw, 22. Uh, just when they're at their best, 
All their guys are winning it at the source and they all get their hands on it and they move it really well. And I don't think that they play a, a ground any better than at Marvel Stadium. The Bulldogs finish the game with 10 different goal scorers, which is a great sign that you're not trying to rely on any one person to kick a goal, especially when even Aaron Norton, your number one forward, did not kick a goal. He only had one set shot for the game uh, where he pulled it to the near side, um, only obviously registering a behind. But the fact that they're not too central on him, which I feel they have been the first few rounds, is a really good sign for the Bulldogs going forward. The only really shining light up forward, you think, for the Bombers uh, was Big Peter, right? Big two-meter Peter, uh, kicking four goals one. Uh, you had Jake Stringer to kick one goal one. You feel that they're the best of the Bombers when you get big Jakey Stringer hitting the scoreboard, but they just weren't able to. The Bombers are by far the worst team to watch in the AFL. They have zero effort. I have no idea what Rutten's trying to coach into them, but it's not working. There was a stage in the second quarter where they had the ball and they went back and forth for two minutes. They did not have one lead coming up, not one presentation from anyone. You think Nick Cox, he's there on the wing, is not getting up and down the ground anywhere near he was last year. He had no one presenting until eventually they kicked it out, and then the Bulldogs punched it out of bounds. I don't, I don't know what they're coaching him down there. It is disgusting. It is the worst brand of football to watch. I have no idea what they try to stand for, but all you had to do was know that if the Bulldogs continued just to be out there, they would get the job done. And then the last game for the round, as I said earlier, if it wasn't the Geelong and Fremantle game that you had circled, it would have been this Brisbane and Sydney contest. The game was actually started off very slow with both teams coming in at quarter time with only nine apiece. But then as the second quarter started, the Lions absolutely broke it open, uh, kicking six goals, four to one goal, one in the second quarter. Now, the only negative for the Brisbane Lions on the night is that Joe Danaher uh, got subbed off uh, with his shoulder. I believe he's set to miss the next four to six weeks. Uh, so for the Lions, um, I think they bring in someone like an Eric Hipwood uh, to fill the void in the meantime. Uh, but hope he gets back because he was playing amazing footy, averaging over three goals a game uh, for the first part of the year. The Swans are in the, in the first half just really struggling to win it in the middle. Uh, Brisbane over the first six rounds have averaged 36.5 points per game from clearances, uh, but managed to score 39 points in the first half from winning it at the source, which is a massive stat. Uh, Brisbane just doing it in the middle, doing all the grunt work with their players that you know who, Lyon, Neil. Neil was amazing. I'll touch on him in a minute. But that stat was very alarming uh, for the Swans, and they needed to make a really big change at halftime. Down by 33 points at halftime. Uh, the Swans needed to make a statement, and did they what? They came out and they kicked the first five goals of the second half. Uh, Buddy Franklin kicking four of them. Tell you what, he's still the most exciting player in the AFL to watch when he's up and about. Uh, every time he got his hands on the footy, it sounded like there was 100,000 at the SCG. And fuck, he, the way he goes about he's unbelievable. I hope he can play another 10 years. Honestly, it's going to be very, very sad when he ends up retiring. But after that, after they kicked the first five, the, uh, the Lions hit back, kicked the next few, uh, steadied the ship, and then they never really end up looking like they were going to lose after that point in the game. Uh, the Lions end up getting the job done by 24 points. Buddy, uh, as I said before, was outstanding, kicking six majors on the night, while Isaac Heaney kept his very consistent form, uh, chiming in with three goals. But the best on field was none other than Lockie Neal. 
Uh, he had another 37 disposals. He had 11 clearances and then hitting the scoreboard. So important, uh, so big for your team if your main midfielders can get forward and hit the scoreboard as well. Uh, Lockie Neal's done that on multiple occasions this year. The Lions can really set themselves up with Melbourne to finish in the top two. They have another really good month coming up. They've got West Coast, Adelaide, Hawthorne, and GWS. The Lions are rolling at the moment. They look really good. Literally the only bad game, well, bit in that game, they had the first quarter. There was a bit of an arm wrestle, as I said, finished nine uh, apiece at quarter time. They smashed the second quarter. Uh, the Swans hit back, kicking that first five in the second uh, start of the second half. And then after that, the Lions just did what they want with the Swans uh, and played played the SCG really well. But I think the I think it's Melbourne and Lions at this stage, uh, top two, and then anywhere from three onwards is uh, is up for grabs. That is another episode of Inside Dobe. We've got some really good games this week: Port Adelaide versus uh, Western Bulldogs. The Dogs get that one done. Uh, Fremantle versus North Melbourne. You better believe Frio absolutely spanked North Melbourne at home. Richmond versus Collingwood at the MCG. The Tigers get it done there for me. Uh, Swans versus uh, the Suns. Swans get the job done at home. GWS versus the Cats. Uh, the Cats will bounce back and get the job done against GWS, although I think Toby Green will kick another bag. Uh, Essendon versus Hawthorne. You better believe that the Hawks are absolutely going to smoke those weak-ass uh, bombers. Um, then we've got Brisbane versus West Coast. Brisbane get the job done, obviously. Melbourne versus St Kilda. Dees will smash the Saints. And then the last game for the round, you've got the Blues versus the Crows, where the Blues will get the job done. I think all the favourites just win this week. I don't really see a big upset. Uh, the only really close one that you may see is Collingwood might rival the Tigers. But I think all the favourites get it done. So that's the Dogs, Freo, Richmond, Swans, the Cats, uh, the Hawks, Brisbane, Melbourne, and the Blues obviously getting the job done against the Crows. Uh, That's another episode of Inside Dobe. We'll catch you guys next week.